Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Square One Podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in and I'm excited to share another type of episode within this series. So the episodes that we're launching today will be more introductory. We're talking to people who don't have as much experience or deep knowledge within the cryptocurrency industry. Some of them don't actually really have, have any, and that's totally fine. That's, that's where everybody starts within this space. And the reason we're talking to people with this level of knowledge is in order to answer some of the basic questions that everyone has whenever they begin diving into this weird new techno-human crypto space. I hope you find this valuable and am really eager to receive feedback. So wherever you can, please just shoot messages our way. The goal for this is to really provide content that's valuable to you. And the more feedback I'm able to receive, the more I can tailor the content to your needs and, and interests. We have a bunch of new episodes that will be coming out over the next couple of weeks with people who have a ton of very deep crypto knowledge. So if you are already well experienced and understand crypto, these two episodes we're launching this week, these two 30-minute episodes, may not be the most interesting for you. For those who are just wanting to learn about cryptocurrency, though, these episodes might be really valuable, and I hope they are. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the feedback. And I'm excited to share the next two episodes of Square One. Hey there, welcome to Square One, a place to deepen your crypto knowledge. I've uh, got Hunter Hobbs with me here. This is the first intro to sort of crypto knowledge um, for, with Square One. Uh, Hunter's a friend from, from high school actually. And, um, and you know, I don't know, I, I'll let him introduce himself in just a moment, but I think like something that I find interesting when thinking about crypto and blockchain and, and digging into these concepts is that, um, in Oklahoma where we grew up, I had no concept of technology in, in the first place or of like. Uh, the internet in a lot of ways. I didn't think about it as um, in, in a deep way or and, and there's not a lot of uh, technology industry there and knowledge there. So I think like to me, it's really important to be able to open up access for that information to a larger audience. Um, anyway, that's just kind of a, a bit of an aside, but uh, yeah, Hunter, do you want, do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Hunter Hobbs. Um, like I said, I went to high school with James and uh, currently right now I'm doing a lot of stuff online. I do a lot of stuff with fitness and then video edits. So I am kind of knowledgeable with technology on the video side. But as far as like you said, with cryptocurrency, especially in Oklahoma, I don't really know that much. And you know, you see all stuff, you know, all over, you know, social media and TikTok, but there's so much information there and so much kind of incorrect information. So it's kind of hard to find something that's useful and something that's actually correct to kind of learn about it. Totally. Um, so I think the way we can do this is 
you know, a bit organically. I guess I'm curious first to understand what your concept of like cryptocurrency and blockchain is today. Yeah, well, I'm I'm probably like the epitome of someone who doesn't know that much about it. I've got a lot of friends that are involved with cryptocurrencies. And then, you know, apart from just hearing news on, you know, Bitcoin a long time ago and, you know, when that whole thing was taking off and now, you know, now there's so much different cryptocurrencies and Dogecoin and all that stuff. So I'm honestly, yeah, the person that represents someone who doesn't know a whole lot about it for the most part. Okay, sweet. That's good. That's good context for anyone who's uh, like tuning in listening. Um, so could we begin? So I think, um, let's see, are there, are there, is there any area that you would be interested in sort of exploring first or, or I guess like, yeah, you understand Doge, you understand Bitcoin. So I guess like the basic thing, maybe, maybe we can start with the basic, like where Bitcoin came from kind of. Um, and in a lot of ways that was a response to 2008, uh, financial crisis. Someone, Satoshi Nakamoto published a white paper, uh, anonymously on a forum. And then, um, that white paper, which a white paper is a, um, it's a, essentially like a technical document or a for, like a semi-formal spec to outline a, a protocol. Um, and then someone built that, uh, that, that blockchain protocol and um bitcoin was you know then miners joined and bitcoin began out of this 2008 financial crisis um there's a few key concepts within like that are like a little bit more technical so we can maybe dig into that and then we can we can go into like the higher level of like what this actually means and like how it's maybe useful for creators like yourself today um so the the reason that Bitcoin is and blockchain is like helpful is because the internet today essentially is just a a structure of servers that are connected to each other and sending information and pinging back and forth and then um, and 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 the thing about this information is that it can be censored because it's it's centralized generally these servers are you know these massive super servers are built by um, by information, you know, companies like Apple, Facebook, Google, they have, they have these servers across the world, um, that are communicating together and, uh, and are storing information for the internet. And that's all built on open source, uh, protocols, but then these servers are, 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 you know, there, there's like an opportunity for them to be manipulated or, 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 you know, uh, uh, censored as far as the information goes. So what Bitcoin does is it creates an opportunity for um, anyone or what blockchain does really, it creates an opportunity for a decentralized data structure where the data is stored across a variety of computers and they it all is stored at the same time across this variety of computers. So instead of changing one server, you can change, you, you, it, it's, you have to change all of the computers at once in order to say hack the the information that's within that server. Um, and that makes this system more robust as far as keeping track of information across time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Yeah. Again, yeah, coming from someone who has no idea, like anything you're saying right now is me kind of hearing about it for the first time. So Okay, sweet. Right on. Okay, so then I'll just like keep keep kind of moving. So whenever you have a system that's able to track uh, 
a you know like data you know ubiquitously across a network um it's not able to be hacked as easily because of this blockchain concept and bitcoin is specifically decentralized because of the number of of people who are participating in that uh, consensus algorithm um so there's uh we can get in briefly to consensus algorithms and then we'll get into use cases so consensus algorithms, um, Bitcoin today uses uh, proof of work and proof of work means that you are adding computer power to the network in order to secure it. And essentially the computers are just running a random number generator to find, they're like flipping a coin and the one who flips the right coin and gets the right, you know, heads or tails, uh, uh, then is rewarded by the network for, for doing so. And they're given a, a reward, a block reward, or a little bit of Bitcoin. So that's how a proof of work system works, is that it's computer validated. For proof of stake, which is a new type of consensus mechanism that people are moving to, and some blockchains have implemented, it is a validator system that is behind, um, that, that is using financial value to uh to lock in and and validate and so instead of using computer uh a computer to validate it's using a a stake in the network of a certain amount of token to validate um and there's a lot of complexity there and different types of proof of work systems or stake systems so we don't really need to get into that um deeply but um the idea of uh, let's see of like decentralization is, is kind of like fundamental to the number of people who are validating a network or the number of nodes essentially validating a network at any given time. So nodes in this case mean um, like computers validating in proof of work or people staking in proof of stake. Um, uh, so, so that's, yeah, this is definitely underneath most of what anyone really needs to know to understand what crypto is in a lot of ways, but like, it's kind of like the foundational knowledge, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm yeah. in a cryptocurrency class right now. Yeah, I know. I didn't. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's great. That's sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted Christian in here so, so that we could have some banter because he, he's also like curious, but anyway, we may, maybe we can schedule another, but, um, Get Partlow in here. He knows a lot as well. Oh, that would be tight. Yeah, actually, I'm sure, he would right. actually be able to have a conversation more totally. With you. Yeah, totally. Well, well, let's let's keep going a little bit, and then and maybe we can cut this like short, um, if if it becomes sort of redundant. So so that's like the foundation of like crypto stuff and then on top of that we have currencies that are being created so the thing um, there's like essentially two fundamental blockchains one is bitcoin tracks transactions across the world and the other is ethereum and ethereum uh instead of just sending money you can send money under certain conditions it has this thing this concept of smart contracts and um and smart contracts allow for these these like transactions to execute you know if something is fulfilled right something like that so um that is those are kind of the pieces of that puzzle um as far as like the two types the primary types of of uh protocols on the blockchain 
Um, and then on top of that, something that is currently emerging are these things called creator tokens. So in, IC, in, in, in 2017, there was all of this ICO buzz that was sponsored based on people really easily being able to create cryptocurrencies and then launch them into the, you know, into this, in, into the world and list them on an exchange and, you know, develop a flashy, uh, website to, to, you know, like promise a bunch of big ideas and then, you know, promise and then, and then win moon and then people buy in and then they dump and all of that. And it's, it becomes a big speculative bubble which is somewhat what you see in, in a lot of the projects today as, as well. So that's like something that I, you know, with this content series would like to create a more holistic approach to understanding what all of this means and what all of this is. Yeah. Cause I think like looking at it from an outside perspective, you know, yeah, you see like there's a, so many different cryptocurrencies and it's kind of overwhelming to look at and you're like, I have no idea. Cause yeah, if you can create your own, you know, kind of cryptocurrency and put it on exchange. Now there's, you know, so much more than just Bitcoin and that gets kind of confusing and yeah, overwhelming for someone who doesn't really know much about it. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it is extremely overwhelming and like the amount of content around it is hectic and most of it is pretty surface level shilling of this type of, you know, project for, uh, for the monetary gains that you can make on it. And, um, and it's really hard to kind of decipher and filter the signal, the real like hard signal, the thing that's actually like practical with this tech versus the noisy, like fuzziness around it that with all of these marketing efforts that, 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 that are ongoing. Um, and yeah, so the thing so some of the things that are kind of like some of the cool like more interesting use cases today that have emerged recently are um these crypto social networks and social tokens uh they're built around different communities or artists so people who are like have a fan base are able to uh, mint a token and then create their own token economy and um distribute to their fans and also have their fans maybe purchase into the economy in order to access a specific uh, chat room or opportunity that they wouldn't have otherwise, which is kind of, I mean, somewhat relevant to, to like what you are building in, in the fitness as like a fitness influencer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's different comparisons and stuff that's similar to that without the cryptocurrency right now that a lot of people kind of utilize to get access to different you know, private stuff or stuff that's, you know, I don't even know, just extra information that you normally wouldn't be able to, to get access to. Totally. Like Patreon or, you know, OnlyFans or whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the difference between, you know, those kinds of subscription services and like what a token economy allows for is that this can be an investment for them rather than something that just takes money from their pocket. Because under, you know, maybe they maybe they want to subscribe or join your Instagram or whatever private thing that you're hosting, they purchase some tokens, and then they get access to that. And afterward, they're able then to, um, if, if they maybe don't want to participate anymore, or the price increases and appreciates enough for it to not make sense for them, they can sell it and take a profit on what their investment was previously. Wow. Okay. Right. Which is kind of interesting. That's definitely cool. I mean, that offers a lot more than 
what you're getting, you know, from like an OnlyFans or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if you could sell your OnlyFans membership for to someone else on a secondary market and be rewarded for your early contribution, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of like what you know, crypto, I guess, like in a large in a lot of ways actually kind of turns everything into a market driven asset where it has some uh present and future value that is determined by the people purchasing the asset that, you know, doesn't, you know, it's, it, it isn't a static value, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, with technology, the way it is, I mean, that's kind of the future, especially now that everybody's kind of getting into investing and this is something that you can do, you know, from home, especially if you're not like, you know, I can't purchase, you know, a bunch of real estate, but I can purchase, you know, cryptocurrencies and kind of go from there. So it's kind of a more, of, you know, attainable for like the everyday person rather than you having a hundred grand to go buy, you know, some land or, or a house for that kind of like investment in the future or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it is more liquid for those like types of investments. And it also doesn't require a ton of upfront capital. You can you can work with like a hundred dollars and, you know, participate in the community and, and then maybe that moves, you know, into a thousand dollars and then you're like, Oh, okay, well this is, you know, this is worth my time and I can bring that elsewhere or something. Um, it definitely, it, it definitely, there's a lot of like complexity around legals and taxes around this kind of, uh, speculative asset. But, um, but, uh, yeah, at the same time, it's, um, it, it, it opens up a whole new realm of like possibilities as far as giving people access to ownership and, um, and upside of a specific network economy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's again, still, still grasping the concepts of all this stuff, but yeah, I know. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm curious, like, is there like which concepts make sense, I guess, currently? I guess, I mean, when you kind of overviewed the start of Bitcoin and kind of how it works, that makes a lot more sense than, again, because I just kind of yeah. randomly will see articles about Bitcoin or, you know, Elon Musk, you know, posting about stuff, Bitcoin driving the price up and just stuff like that. But I've really never like done my own research into the more specifics. I kind of just have a general overview of probably what a lot of the public has with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and stuff without really diving in myself. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think like my, a big part of my job for this is going to be uncovering how to precisely describe everything and like answer those questions to give enough context for people who don't have the context. Yeah. Um, the challenge for me is like being um, thoughtful about what context needs to be said versus what is like getting too deep in the weeds to, to yeah. express. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, well, that's with like, that's with anything. If I were to talk to you about video editing right now, you know, oh, I, yeah. could, I could give you an overview, but then I, you know, would probably dive too far and you'd be like, what? <laughs> so yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like, do you understand the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum? I mean, are those, 
So I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Those just like, yeah. again, they're similar, but it's just those were kind of the two starting out like bigger cryptocurrencies. Are they pretty similar as far as like how they work? Yeah. So so I think let's just focus on this concept and try and decipher the difference between these two because it's it's a pretty fundamental. It's a nuanced difference, um, but it's also fundamentally important. Um, so Bitcoin is a transaction uh, ledger. So they call these distributed ledgers, right? For a blockchain, it just is a distributed database that's like syncing and collecting information at, at some cadence. And Bitcoin is just transacting between these addresses, between one address and another address. So you have an address, I have an address, we both have our private keys associated with our addresses so we can send and sign transactions of the assets that are held within those addresses. The asset on the Bitcoin blockchain is Bitcoin. <clears throat> um, and and it's it's pretty simple in that way. So I can it's it's only dealing with the amount of Bitcoin that each address across the entire network holds at a given point. And it's 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 coming to consensus at a at like a cadence, and then um, it's collecting the state of the blockchain and of all of those transactions and the ownership of those uh, addresses of like the amount of Bitcoin within those addresses at that uh, at that state. And um, so that's like you know as consensus goes, it's it's producing blocks, state blocks is the idea, right? Mm -hmm. And Ethereum is slightly different because it doesn't just have the Ethereum asset, the Ether asset. It also has other tokens and um, computation or conditional transactions. So you can create a transaction that requires um, multiple signatures in order to function. You can create a, a system that requires um, people to vote in order to allocate resources or send send money elsewhere so you can like create a, a collective like banking system for your you and your friends to, to come together and send you can create a um a like marketplace for two di different digital assets and you pair them and they have some price ratio and people can purchase one asset or purchase the other asset or sell whichever and they it will it will move um based on that price ratio so these are like, these are like some of the basic things that, or like high level ideas of what Ethereum enables that Bitcoin is not able to because it doesn't have a program. It, it's not a programmable language. It doesn't have smart contracts built within its protocol. Okay. So in your opinion, like what's, what's more popular with the average person that wants to get into cryptocurrency would it be Bitcoin just because there are you know, less kind of factors and stuff that you can like smart contracts and stuff like that. Is that Bitcoin more popular just because of the, the more general aspect of it or. Bitcoin is, um, Bitcoin is more popular because of the name, the name recognition. It's got the best name and, uh, it's like the most ubiquitously understood across networks of investors and the general media. Ethereum is a little bit more, Let's see. Yeah, Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency today, but it definitely hasn't been as well marketed as Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't see, yeah, Elon Musk or anybody else really, you know, at least saying that name, obviously with Bitcoin, it's, yeah, so much more recognizable. Right, right. Um, 
the difference the difference ultimately is i mean you know and elon actually he has tweeted about eth before um but yeah it's just not as it's just not as recognizable and um but at the same time that's where at least what i my perspective the most values being created and actual people are building where there are applications being built on top of the ethereum network um and there are not nearly as many uh, applications being built on, on top of Bitcoin because of the program, the programming language that Ethereum enables um, is, is kind of the core of the reason, as well as the community that's the, the ecosystem. So that's the other thing about blockchains is they are technical protocols, but the community around those technical protocols really defines the value that they're able to create. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of another question was uh, obviously when if you're trying to learn more about cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin or whatever, like do people like where's where's a good community for people where people learn about that? Is it like within Reddit or is it within like just the actual sub communities mm -hmm. like does Bitcoin have its own, you know, place yeah. to go discuss stuff with forums and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, it, there's there's that's the thing about um a lot of this technology is it's open source. So that the concept of, are you familiar with open source? Uh, it's like so a, yeah. So it's like a software concept of um, essentially instead of having IP or intellectual property rights or, you know, patenting stuff, you want to open up the knowledge and, and provide access to everyone for the code that you're creating in order to develop an ecosystem around it and encourage people to participate and send their ideas and reinforce the code you've created. Gotcha. Um, right. And, and it could be code. It could be ideas. If you want to explore more and deepen your understanding of cryptocurrency concepts and mechanisms available today, please visit our Gitbook or crypto encyclopedia. You can find it on our website at squareone.tech. Thanks for listening. Square One would not be possible without support from the Bloom Community Grants Program. Bloom is sponsoring research and development grants to the crypto community to collaborate on some exciting new initiatives to benefit the crypto ecosystem. If you have an idea for something to explore in token economics, unsecured DeFi lending, or token utility, reach out to grants at bloom.co.